1: Your name is important, somebody else's name is important, because a name helps you understand who something is for, or where help might come from, or might help you receive something you need. For example, the winner is who thought Sydney? (laughs) (laughs) But The the winner is somebody's name. You're in a doctor's waiting room, and the receptionist comes out and says, I've got really good news for the name you're waiting to see if it's your name if you need help with this area of your life go and see a name is important so it's really important that when it comes to God we know what his name means we know what his name signifies so who is God But because we have a relationship through the Holy Spirit with Jesus, we need to know who Jesus is. So we're about to start a series where we look at these seven statements or some of the seven statements where Jesus says, I am. And we get to understand just who is this incredible person, God's son that we worship. If you've ever wondered, who is Jesus? Why should I follow? What is his character? What's in it for me? What's important about this? And this series is really important for you. Let's pray. Definitely, Father, we thank you so much that each and every one of us has a name. Lord, and in that name, we have purpose, we have calling. And Lord, for those that, that follow you, that name is in the book of life. Lord, as we unpack scripture over the next few weeks, I pray that we would be able to receive a better understanding of who you are and what that means to us as individuals and as your church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So when we start to look at this idea of who Jesus is, we need to first understand who God said he was. And we're going to do this by going back to the Old Testament. And we see this moment where there's this guy called Moses and Moses is going to go and speak to a nation of his people. But God calls him to go and speak and he goes to God, well, who should I say has sent me? If I'm going to speak to this, this nation, who do I say that I'm going in behalf of? And In Exodus chapter 3 verse 14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites, I am has sent you. I am, in in the the original words, I am who I am, is Yahweh Aka Yahweh. And and the the literal sort of interpretation, because we lose some of that in the English language, means I am past and I am future. So God is saying, I am the God of past and the God of now and the God of future. I I was and always will be. I, I transcend time. I am has always been here in, in the beginning of the world. I am was there. When, when the world ends, I am will be there. is bigger. I am has sent you. And so God gives us this, okay, you are bigger than time. You are the creator. You have always been, okay. And we go, what does that mean for today? I don't know. It's kind of like being able, like you picture God sort of being like, being in control of the world like a Netflix movie where you can choose and fast forward at any point. But like, it doesn't really hit our heart, does it? Then we get to Jesus. And Jesus has these I am statements. And in the I am statements, he starts to put character and emotion and and things that we can relate to on a day-to-day basis into his statements. And today we're gonna start with I am the good shepherd. Now, I don't know if you've ever had dealings, I know you have, because you shear them all the time. (laughs) Dealings with these amazing, cute animals called sheep. These are these animals that, when they're sitting there in a paddock, not moving, they're great. And then all of a sudden, something will happen, and one of the sheep, for some reason, will jump and run. And the other sheep goes, oh, jump and run. And the next sheep goes, oh, jump and run. And there's, there's nothing to jump over. They're just following each other, and they're running for no reason because you know one sheep rolled its ankle and thought, oh, and ran. It's like, they, they, they are dumb. <laughs> they are not smart animals. They need someone to care for them. And and when it comes to to, to farmers, you've got farmers that that deal with sheep all the time. Yes, there's frustration. They're human, there's emotion. But they actually care for their sheep. If you've ever spent time with a farmer at lambing time, you'll know just how much time goes into sheep. They're up early going around the paddocks, looking for the little ones that that can't stand or protecting them from, from predators. They actually care for the sheep. And in John chapter 10, verse 11, we start to read this. It says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Lay down his life for the sheep. So when, when Jesus first says the I am statement, because Jesus is God's son. If God says I am, Jesus also says I am. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, and then he defines what it is. I lay down my life for my flock, for my sheep. The first thing we've got to realize when it comes to Jesus is Jesus lived a life that was so others-focused. It was so focused on you, it was so focused on me. He lived a life that was sacrificial, sacrificial a life that was giving because he laid down his life, we know, on the cross for you and me. He lived this out. But before he did that, he's speaking about who he is and just how much he loves you. He then goes on in John chapter 12, he says that the high at hand is, is not the shepherd, just an employee. He doesn't like, does not own the sheep. So when he sees a wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks and the flock scatters, scatters it. And the man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. He goes on, verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. So in this period of time, there was a relationship between the shepherd and the sheep. Now, I've never had that kind of relationship with a sheep but I do have a dog. we have also got cats, but I'm going to use the dog for the analogy because the cat's analogy would not work. <laughs> Come here, cat it's like <laughs> okay. You whistle and the dog's just like ah! <laughs> I'm going to bring him to the picnic, it'll be fun. <laughs> and and this, this idea of if you call the sheep, what, what they would do is they would find these, these pastures and often, in, if you think of the nomadic lifestyle, nomadic means that the, they would move around. They wouldn't have sort of set cities for their, their animals because if you know the Middle East, there's a lot of desert. There's a lot of hills. It's, it's quite a barren, sparse place. And so they would find the, the valleys or the, the spaces where there was grass. And one sort of word got out because people thought of others. They would tell others. And, and all the shepherds would congregate in these areas where there was green grass for their sheep. But then it would come time to, to move on, to go somewhere else. And so the sheep, they, they, didn't, they don't stay together because one jumps and they all follow. Like they're, all, they're sheep but the shepherd would call out to the sheep and the sheep would hear the voice of the shepherd and the sheep would come and follow the shepherd. So the question is, the shepherd knows you. We know Jesus knows us. He he created us, but do you know him? Do you know the voice of the shepherd? Do you know what Jesus' voice sounds like if he's calling you in that moment when there's that decision to be made? When there's that choice that to, to do this or that, do you know which voice is the voice that has Jesus backing, that Jesus is calling you into that decision or that moment or that event or those words to say? I've got an image that I'm going to show you. I'm going to read a different part of Scripture that, that also speaks of the shepherd and how God himself said that he was also A shepherd. Who knows what this is? It's a crook. It's a robber. It's a criminal. No, it's a shepherd. It's a a crook. You're correct. I'm just making fun of you. You're absolutely correct. And in Psalm chapter 23, a very well-known psalm, a passage of that psalm says that even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, I want to show you a gift that I got for Christmas. This is my gift. It's not for my kids. This is mine. So cool. Oh. The story goes that, um <laughs> you can stop now. <laughs> um, when Yvette bought this, the person at, she was buying it off, the, the sales attendant said, oh, some little boy's gonna be very happy. <laughs> and she said, yes, he will be. <laughs> the cool thing is you can actually record stuff on this. That's no promotion for the toy, but it's like read your Bible. 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 Anyway. <laughs> well, stop now. <laughs> So often when we think of a, a rod, we think punishment, right? We think it's like a weapon. When, when we think of, of you know, a, a giant stick, we think this is like a punishment. I won't get you to put your hands up, but I grew up in an era of the wooden spoon. <laughs> and, and, and it was something to either bring great delight in the kitchen, but if it was outside the kitchen, you ran you know, it's a weapon you know, like, like, like this, is, this is a often when we think of something like that we think oh this is not a oh, yeah yeah <laughs> the button's really badly placed <laughs> see actually when we understand what a shepherd's crook is for in the rod we actually realise they're actually not instruments to, to be afraid of they're actually instruments of love You see, the shepherd's crook has this this curved end to it that is so intentional. And the idea is that if a sheep fell into a, a, a cavity or was stuck or was down a cliff or was in danger or in the mud and was sinking, you would take that hook and you would hook it sort of under the arm and you'd be able to lift them out and rescue them. Other times you'd be able to use that hook to be able to sort of nicely, not harshly, but maybe around sort of the head area, move them away from danger because you saw something that was going to be a danger to the animal. Remember the default of the shepherd is love. It's not trying to hurt the animal, it's trying to love the animal. And so when we understand the true meaning, like yes, there's times when when the staff was used to fend off another animal, but who's behind the staff? The shepherd, putting their life on the line, saying, I will stand between the the lion or, or the bear or whatever's attacking the sheep, I will put my life on the line and use these tools as an instrument of love to protect you. Not an instrument to hurt you, but an instrument to show love and protect you. And so when we read the psalm, we see that even though there's going to be dark valleys in the life, even though there's going to be times where we're afraid and times where life is going to press in on us, we talked about it last week, the world still happens. Life still happens. But even in those dark dark times, the shepherd stands in the gap. And the rod and the staff, the correcting, the the rescuing, the love and care are a comfort to us. We go back to John chapter 10 and it says in verse 15, just as the Father knows me, I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not in this sheep pen and I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. I love this passage because quite often we get so self-focused. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. It's quite natural to think of us, think of ourselves. But I love that there's these reminders even in a passage around the shepherd where Jesus goes, the job's not done. There's going to be others We've got to make sure that we're focused not just on this flock but on those that don't yet know who God is. Those that, that are out there, that are going to be a part of the, the great flock at the time when God calls us home. But it's bigger than us. Make sure that we're focused on the bigger picture. Verse 17, the reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. That's about call. I lay down my selfish ambitions, my desires, the things that I want. I lay them down only to take it up with the cause that God has in mind. No one takes it from me, but I lay down of my own accord. I have the authority to lay it down and the authority to take it up. This command I received from my Father. And we know that when Jesus was on the cross, he could have called down legions of angels He could have been rescued at any moment. But he chose to die on the cross for you and me of his own free will, of his own free accord. Which leaves us to another question. In life, are you going to choose to follow your own will or choose to follow another way or will you choose to follow the shepherd, a shepherd that loves you, A shepherd that wants to protect you, a shepherd that laid down his life for you. You see, the good shepherd is others focused. You see, the good shepherd knows you. The good shepherd lays down his life for you. And the good shepherd deeply, deeply loves you. I just want to pause for a moment and ask you the question do you know the good shepherd? Do you know his voice? Do you know what he's calling you to do this year? Do you know what he's calling you to do today? If you don't know the good shepherd, I want to introduce you to Jesus. I want to encourage you to pray a prayer with me. And the prayer has three parts where we we say sorry for trying to shepherd our own life, trying to make our own decision. We say thank you God for sending the good shepherd to us and then we ask him into our life. I'm going to ask us just to close our eyes for a minute. And if this is you, I want to pray this prayer with me. Pray it in your heart. Pray it out loud if you want to. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, if there are people here, whether in the building or online this morning, who want to follow the Good Shepherd, that want to experience this comfort in times of darkness, Lord, that want to experience this unconditional love, then Lord, I pray that they would have the courage to pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for the things that I've done wrong, for the times when I have made decisions that have led me away from you and hurt others. I thank you for Jesus who came and paid the punishment upon the cross so that I could be forgiven. I ask him into my heart today to guide me, to shepherd me, and to reveal his love more and more from this day forward. In your name we pray, amen. If you did pray that prayer, can I encourage you to, to let somebody know We'd love to give you a Bible and love to pray with you and get you into a small group and and start that journey with you. Just before I invite the the worship team up, I think sometimes we can see the good shepherd, we see these messages and go, man, that is good. Yep, that's great. Jesus, yes. So what? What? So what do we do? You see, if we are disciples of Jesus, if we are apprentices of Jesus, then we are to model our behavior after his. If you were to to learn how to build a house, you become an apprentice to a carpenter that shows you how to build. If you want to become a, a great piano player, so amazing today, just phenomenal, then you need to to find someone to teach you how to do it and you become their apprentice. When it comes to following Jesus, it's not enough just to go, yep, I'm going to be a great piano player. (laughs) Have you been taking lessons? Nah, I'm just going to be a great piano player. Is someone teaching you? Oh, I know them. What do you mean you know them? I know their name and I watch them sometimes. Have you, have you tickled the ivories? Have you, have you played? Nah. Hurts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're hard. <laughs> Get cramps. So, But I'm going to be a great piano player. Worse is even saying, I'm a phenomenal piano player. <laughs> Can you play us something? No. <laughs> when it comes to being an apprentice of Jesus, we've got to put it into Practice. We've we got, we got to learn from the master and we've got to live it out. Which means if, if the good shepherd is these things, yes, we default to him, but we strive to be these things, which means that we will be others focused. We will know others well the same way that we know his voice, he knows us. We will get to know others and want to know people more, want to, to be a part of the world, want to, to, to know their voice and their story. We, we will talk about the Good Shepherd to others. We, we will talk about him in our daily routines about what he means to us, not in an in-your-face way. When you go into the drive-through, you know, what would you like? I tell you what I'd like for you to know Jesus. You know. Like, don't don't do that at the drive-through. Like, like get to know the person and build a relationship, and through that, model what it is to have a life of integrity. And then, when that opportunity comes, like, why do you do this? Well. I base my life on Jesus' teaching. I identify as a follower of Jesus Christ. Therefore, I live in a way that models that in all that I do. Talk to others about the good shepherd and love others the way that God loved us. That's our challenge. The great I am. He is the good shepherd. And we get to tell others about the good shepherd in the way that we live and the way that we speak. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you that you are the good shepherd. We thank you that you bring comfort in times of trouble. We thank you that you bring comfort when there is darkness and when we're walking through those valleys. We thank you that you put your life on the line in a way that we're able to live free, being guided by your voice, guided by your your instructions and your staff in a loving way. God, I pray that we would be your apprentices in the way that we care for those that are in our sphere of relationship and influence. I pray that we would be shepherds to those that are in our care. For those that have kids, would we shepherd our children in a way that leads them to you? For those that have friends, would we shepherd our friends away from danger? And Lord, for those of us that know others that don't know you, Would you help us to know the right things to say with your voice guiding us so that they too would know the Good Shepherd? We thank you for the great phrase that Jesus said, I am. And I pray that we would get to know the great I am throughout this month and beyond. In your name we pray, amen.
0: If you would like prayer or to find our sermon-based studies, please head to our website or check the description below for a link. If you enjoyed the video, feel free to share the video, like, subscribe, and hit the bell icon for updates of when we release new videos. Remember, life can be tough, so let's do it together.